Are you sick and tired of your wife nagging you? Be sick no more. With new Russian wife you won't understand what she's saying. Here in Russia we have a surplus and we offer high quality wife for you. Very obedient. Women in Russia practically want to be beat. Log on and select from our wide variety of tall blonde Russian wives. And within 7 days you could be enjoying hot borscht in your spotless home. Go to www.russianwifesurplus.com today. A popco brand. Hello and thank you for joining us today. You are listening to Road Soda. I'm Isaiah Cooper, and when I say us, I mean Isaiah Cooper. On this episode, the Chinese are at it again, and Living With Yourself starring Clone Rudd is dope. That's right. Living With Yourself is our Millennial Book Club segment today. The MBC, if you will so have it today with yourself ever, have it again. That's a saying, right? Anyway, we've got a fun episode. We have the last of our Craigslist ad, uh, the psychic ad. We have the last couple of calls rolling in because the ads only run for a month. And then uh, we have some awesome news as you will have it again with ever you have it again, it will have it. And of course, we have the Millennial Book Club. We have some a dope interview coming up uh, next week. If Jeff and Neller are listening to this episode, uh, I'm going to be interviewing a glass blower. Now, Jeff was a glass bl- glass blower when I met him on the Appalachian Trail. He uh, was living in just before he he went and hiked the Appalachian Trail. He was working at this company, blowing glass, and um, he. Uh, I don't believe he's done it ever since, but um, I I went to Tampa. Now, I will probably talk about this, uh, but you know I take kratom, which is uh, you know a lot of people are familiar with what kratom is, and I went up to uh, Tampa to get some, and I happened to go into this guy's shop. It's actually really interesting. Uh, I'll tell you, or not really interesting, I guess, but I've I've stumbled into this dude's shop. And I'll tell you more about it when I interview him. But I'm supposed to be interviewing him next week. He's called his name is Mike. Uh, you can look him up on Paradigm Shift Glass. It's spelled exactly how Paradigm Shift and Glass are spelled. It's all one word shoved together. Paradigm Shift Glass. And he's on Instagram, and he blows, uh, you know, glass pipes and stuff. He does a, re- a lot of really cool work. I'm, I'm like. Uh, it's really awesome, really good stuff. But my favorite thing that he does is he's making glass fishing lures, which I'm sure aren't like he's. I don't think he's the only one in the world doing it, but it's a awesome fucking thing to be doing. Cause you know we've I've been into you know uh, when we were on the cross country trip, you know just kind of hitchhiking and doing that kind of stuff. We found ourselves in Cass Lake, Minnesota. You could see all that stuff on the. Uh, on the YouTube page for the world with Isaiah Cooper. Um, and I was, they were there, the Cabela walleye fishing tournament. And I met those couple of fishermen. Now those guys 
taught me and got me like all zhuzhed up for for uh, uh, fishing and gave me a, a great respect for the fishermen. And I've heard a lot of, uh, I, th- I think since then, I, there was a Mysterious Universe episode that talked about, it was this really crazy story with um, fly fishing. I can't remember what exactly happened. It was a really, anyway, it, again, it was just more respect for like the fly fishermen in general, uh, which the walleye fishing tournament was not fly fishing. But it's just a big res- I have a great respect for it. I have a respect for any kind of craftsman, any person who's doing something they enjoy to be doing, and they're not like they're working for themselves. Like he owns his shop, he's making glass, he's selling glass, he's making these glass lures, he's selling those, and he just seemed like a really cool. Honestly, Jeff and and Nelly, of course, you'll listen to this at some point because you guys listen to every fucking episode. Top listeners, Jeff and Nelly. All right. Also in the top tier of listeners, Grant. That's what happens on the show. When you listen to this show enough and you interact, you basically become a part of the show. And you can do, you can, there's many ways you can interact with this show. You can call in 706-200-1213. Again, 706-200-1213. You could, you know, give a shout out to a friend. You can say hello. Whatever you want to do, you call the number, leave a message, and we'll play it on the show. Or you can email us, roadsodamail at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. Wherever you listen to the show, f- please subscribe to see and never miss a road soda. We crack a road soda fucking every Monday, regardless of what's happening in life. The day that one doesn't come out, everybody should get really fucking worried and start calling around. So the Monday that a road soda is not cracked, be fucking worried. That's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. Anyway... Uh, we're going to have this glass blower on the show next episode. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to interview him. I'm very excited about it. He seems like a cool guy. Again, Jeff and Ellie, if you're listening, the reason I was immediately drawn to him is because he couldn't have, he didn't, he felt like a hiker. I don't think he's hiked, but I haven't had that feeling in a long time when I was talking to somebody and I was like, this guy's fucking hiked. He looked familiar too. He gave me a vibe like I've met him before. So anyway, uh, we're going to... I'm going to talk to him next week. It's going to be fucking fun. Uh, we got some awesome Christmas stuff. Maybe you guys can, you know, buy some of his glass glass wares. Of course, he makes pipes and whatnot, but he also makes fishing lures if you're not into smoking the ganj um, or, you know, tobacco, whatever you, whatever you, whatever gets you high, you know, <laughs> that's what I always say, whatever gets you high. Anyway, that'll be next week. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. We love to hear from you. Write in if you'd like to write in. Um, and of course, you know, of course, of course, of course, of course. And now another word from our sponsors. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Squeaky Brakes Limited. Here at Squeaky Brakes Limited, we fix squeaky brakes and squeaky brakes just. Oil change? Take that shit to someone else. Brake squeaking? We've got you covered. Our two professionals will analyze the problem, pinpoint the squeak, and apply anti-squeak to de-squeak your wheels. Cars, bikes, tractors, if the wheels are a-squeaking, we are a-fixin'. What about a top-off on your wiper fluid? That's not a squeaky brake, stupid! Here at Squeaky Brakes Limited, we fix squeaky brakes and Squeaky Brakes Just, the only trusted brand in Squeaky Brakes. Jeff at Only Squeaky Brakes had an affair with my wife. Tires a little flat, not our problem. At Squeaky Brakes Limited, we fix Squeaky Brakes and Squeaky Brakes Just. Come on down today.
this is the news about noodle. News, news, news. Only about noodles. They got fried noodles, ramen noodles, soba noodles, Versace noodles. Hey, how about this in the news? I keep, guys, I think I farted like 10 times. I had a lot of chocolate milk uh, the other day. I'm in my car again. Uh, we're in a parking lot. It's not, uh, it's shady, as it usually is. Here we got in the news. This is something Justin can talk about. That's the headline. I think that's kind of funny because I totally expected Justin to be on this episode. However, things did not work out that way. But guys, got some interesting shit coming up on these next couple episodes. So you fucking better buckle up. Better stay tuned. Better, better get ready. All right? This is... This comes to us from Futurism.com. We get a lot of articles from Futurism. China just completed the world's largest 3D printed structure. Now that's not the part that Justin would be able to talk about. The Chinese town of Sunzhuo is now home to a wall unlike any other. You like how they talk about, like, they got a wall. You know about Chinese and walls. According to a newly published story by 3D Printing Media Network, Chinese construction company Win Sun has finished building a 3D printed wall in Sunzhou, which at more than 500 meters long, they put the feet in there because I'm a stupid American and you need to know that's about 1,640 feet, is now the world's largest 3D printed structure of any kind. Of any kind. And uh, the reason I, I said Justin could could talk about it, very interestingly, I'm sure he could. So what we'll do is um, I'll just kind of read through this article real like, quick. And it's, the wall is a river reventment, which is a type of sloping wall designed to protect a shoreline from erosion by absorbing the energy of the water's current. The structure can be vital, preserving uh, a foundation that required traditional means of the waters. Yeah, it's, it's, it was actually a really awesome thing they did, but... Um, the thing that most astonished me was by 3D printing its revetment, though, uh, Wind Sun was able to follow the natural contour of the Saozhou Creek, according to 3D printing media, which would put far less... So, or what you're saying is if they didn't 3D print it, they wouldn't be able to follow the natural contour with, like, construction, construction like, m- traditional construction... I think essentially all it really did was like print out these pieces and then they had to go down there and build it anyway. So like it, it, to me, that's like might as well be printing fucking bricks and you just go down and it's all 3D printed. Yeah, but it's not like it. you put a 3D printer in the water and it was just like and it just slowly over the course of like a year moved down the fucking line and printed. No, it's like it, it printed off like bricks or pieces that they went and put together. It's always that's what the news is, man. The news is always like they get, they 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 jack you up, and then it's just uh, while when you oh, right before you're about to blow, they just uh, they let go and they say, "No, nope, sorry, just kidding." <laughs> anyway, but I think it would be cool to talk to Justin about that because he could give insight, being somebody who who is a a scientist in the preservation uh, environmentalist environmental preservation. God, I, I butcher his title so much, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. Anyway, on to our next... This We got three news stories, so we just fucking grow. Let's groove, all right? Let's go. This one just says, why? Why did I just title it, why? Right? 
We'll find out. Here we go. This comes to us from NewScientist.com. All right? Written by Michael LePage. Cool name, Michael. Exclusive. Oh, this is, first of all, this is not exclusive. All right? <laughs> I'd say right there, this is not exclusive. You know why? Because I saw this article at, at minimum 10 different times. Uh, whether it was on Twitter or, I mean, I don't know if you guys would have seen it. Whatever I got aggregated going on, it's probably just because of the show and because I'm, I'm searching for things that kind of like this. Um, so I don't know if you guys would be seeing the same thing. You might see it on your fucking news feed, depending on what you're into, what you read on like Facebook, but it's not exclusive. <laughs> it's not that. Okay. <clears throat> exclusive. Two pigs engineered to have monkey cells born in... I'll tell you what, it wasn't fucking Kansas, all right? China, of course. Where do you think that? Where do you think two chimera pigs, which they're gonna let your uh, your nerd out? You know, if you played video games or watched anime, that chimeras, or maybe it's probably from mythology, but chimeras are like two animals mixed together, right? So, where else? Name one other country that's even a close second to China. If you if you heard that headline and uh, you had to guess and somebody went China and then you said, nope, what would even be a close second? I guess Russia, right? <laughs> I guess Russia would be. Okay, so China, Russia, what would be a close North Korea? All right, I get it. I get it, guys. This is difficult. A lot of countries could definitely, um, could definitely account for... for Pigs and monkeys being engineered together. Anyway, pig primate chimeras, look at that, they use that word, have been born live for the first time, but died within a week. Do you like uh, the news voice that I put on? That's my own, I've kind of been nurturing it, growing it. The two piglets, the two piglets created by a team in China looked normal, although a small proportion of their cells were derived from Cinemolgus monkeys. I'm going to assume that's like a macaque. Because anytime they fucking... They don't use chimps. They don't use capuchins. Unless they're like... They use capuchins when they're like testing lipstick and shit, right? But it, anytime it's like a science experiment, it's a fucking macaque. It's always a fucking macaque. So if I had to assume... Alright, fine. Guys, you want me to copy? I'll copy Cinemolgus monkeys... Let's see how correct this. I'm gonna use a little. Um, oh shit! What's his name? I was gonna. What's the the stand-up comedian's name? Who's got the fucking mullet? Yep, it's a macaque. Cinemolgus monkey. Yep. Oh man, I'm so good. Crab-eating macaque. Boo yaka sha you motherfucker. Uh, what the fuck is his name? All right, guys, mullet. This is so funny because this is a, this is how I'm gonna a mullet comedian. Boom, mullet comedian. It's gonna come up. Why put Rafi made prime cut? Theo Vaughn. Why could I not fucking remember? If you type in mullet comedian, he is the tippiest top comedian. It Theo Vaughn. It's the Wikipedia page for Theo Vaughn. You can't cut it, bro. Not now. Just like Larry the Cable Guy can't ever wear fucking sleeves again, bro. That's that's you. 
That is you. Never want, never again can you ever have sleeves. Um, hey, he was on Road Rules. Anyway, so Theo Vaughn, right? I was going to do a little Theo. Daddy thinks it's a macaque. I was just going to do it. I'm sorry. I'm bored backpedaling. We're going all over. The- anyway, so the Chinese. <laughs> put a... It also sounds like a joke. Okay, so the Chinese put a monkey in a pig. What do you get? A punky. No. You get a... A mig. All right, that sounds bad. <laughs> uh, I got I to gotta think about this for a minute. <laughs> This is the first report of a full-term pig monkey chimera. Okay, let's stop you there. The first report. As in, we've been waiting for it. Like, that's what that verbiage means. This is the first report of it happening. Like, we've all been waiting for it. Finally! Finally! (laughs) This is the first... Oh, God, but it's not the last! The first report of full-term pig monkey. Wow! The last pig monkeys weren't even close to full-term. They made it to, like, second term, and then they just came out like a puddle of goo. These monkeys made it... These pig monkeys made it all the way to the end. Finally. Says Tang Hai. Uh That's his name. At the state key laboratory of stem cell and reproductive biology in Beijing. The ultimate aim of the work is to grow human organs and animals for transportations. Well, I mean, I guess you're on that course. (laughs) Well, we put monkey cells into pigs, all right? What? Obviously, the next step is we're going to grow ears out of monkeys. Doesn't it make sense? (laughs) What happens if I lose my ear? You go to the ear monkey and you take his ear because that's that's why we got him. The pigs, they got pictures of the pigs. They live for like two weeks. What do you think that pig even thought about? Like, if, if he thought about anything for a second. It makes me very sad. I guess, did they eat them? I know there's a pork shortage in China. <laughs> That's why they only live for two weeks. Look, the experiment only needed them to live for two weeks. All right. We just wanted to be full term and born. He could have lived to be 10, but guess what? There's a pork shortage. We needed the pig. Man. Wow. Hold on real quick. There's, there's a lot to this article. High and his colleagues genetically modified cinemogus monkey cells growing the culture so they could produce a fluorescent protein called GFP. This enabled the researchers to track the cells and their descendants. They then derive the embryonic stem cells from the modified cells and inject them into the pig embryos five days after fertilization. Jesus Christ. Well, boys, here we are. We're playing God. The Chinese are playing God. Is this what? Is this how the future is going to be? All right, here we go. Next and last news article. Last news article. And this, all it says was, and the clever award goes to... This comes to us from my son, my personal favorite news source, mysuncoast.com. If you guys want to get all the wackiest fucking news, for some reason, Sarasota, my sun coast, their SNN, whatever, ABC7, WWSB news, dude, they amalgamate the 
best fucking news stories. It's always fucking great. Ready? Here, here. I'll give you the give you a little taste. Little taste. Arizona man registers beehive as service animal. Now that is news, baby. That is news. All right. Let's fucking. I'm intrigued. Uh, please don't let me down. Prescott Valley, Arizona. Uh, originally came to us from CNN, KPHO, and KTVK, CNN. An Arizona man said he registered a beehive as a service animal to prove a point. Let's see, what point do you think that could be? I want to prove a point that I can love bees and that bees are able to be tamed. Bees are not as wild and crazy as people think. I'm trying to prove a point. Bring the bees in the McDonald's, and when I sit there and I eat my McDoubles, the bees sit there with me and they ease my anxiety. Okay? David Keller and his family don't keep bees. All right. It keeps getting better. But Keller is still getting quite the buzz. (laughs) I feel that's not the last pun we're going to see. A lot of people thought it was hilarious. And a lot of people were getting upset, he said. Last month he saw what happened to be a service dog that was misbehaving. What appeared to be a service dog. Huh. I could very easily tell that it was not a service animal because it was pulling the owner to the parking lot. Maybe that owner was like having a seizure and the dog's like, I got to get you to the hospital. Come on, man. Huh? How about that? Keller said he went to a website called USAServiceDogRegistration.com and successfully registered a picture of a beehive as a service animal. Well, there's a problem. It says service dog registration.com and they're just allowing you to regi- 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 register any animal. What if I want to register my kid? What if I want my kids my service animal? <laughs> I need them. Uh, and successfully registered a picture of a beehive to bring awareness to the issues that anyone can do this. You are giving me ideas. You, I like the beehive, though. I think the beehive, it, you're like, oh, I got an idea. I want to do something, too. I think he really went for the gusto. I, I couldn't think of a better animal. I, 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 as far as humor goes, I'm having trouble. A chicken, not even as funny. It's a bee, a beehive is the funniest. <laughs> this guy's actually a fucking genius. <laughs> If, how about this? If you guys have a better service animal than a beehive that would be more humorous, call in and let us know what that is at 706-200-1213. That's right, 706-200-1213. What would be a better service animal than a, than a, a, a beehive? And I know I keep saying us, call in and let us know, but there's other people here. Oh, there's other people here. <laughs> They're very silly. They don't mean anything. Service dog trainer Jamie Carden said about the such sites. 
You can go pay for a registry in one of those websites and basically you're just paying for a piece of paper to put the name on a list. Corden said the sites do highlight real problem. People passing off pets as service animals. Training is how you tell if, the, if it's a service animal or not. Well, that's where you brings me back to my point. We can train the bees. That's my point. There are a few rules. Federal law says only dogs and miniature... <laughs> Look, man. This beehive shit is bullshit. All right? Now, federal law states that only dogs and miniature horses can be service animals. <laughs> That's truth right there. That is truth. Miniature horses. I fucking love it. The world's a goddamn circus, everybody. Well, I think I've read all about I can read. There's no way it can get better from there. The law is pretty clear that a service animal is the animal that is trained to perform specific tasks related to the disability. Oh my god. Not even monkeys. Not even like a capuchin monkey. No, 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 no. Federal law. Okay. Are you listening? Are you deaf? No, I think you're stupid. Not deaf. You're stupid, right? Dogs. All right. Okay. And miniature horses are the only. <laughs> Jesus. As it turns out, the animal doesn't actually need to be registered anywhere. Well, I mean, it kind of does because I, I've worked in restaurants where people just try to bring in their fucking animals. Like these obnoxious. And there's for no reason. Like... There's no reason for you to bring your dog, and it's rude as shit, honestly, because other people might be allergic to your pets. And now I'm I'm one of those people who are like, if someone's cursing in public or doing kind of, it's like, you made the decision to go out in public. You're gonna have to deal with other people, all right. So there's with that being said, I also think you owe a service, not as always service. You owe it to society. To not go out in public and fucking bother other people. Like, don't bring an animal into a restaurant where people are trying to pay and enjoy themselves, excuse me. And they might be allergic because you brought a fucking... And the dog's not even... I can't... I worked at a bagel shop. I can't tell you how many times people brought their fucking dogs in there while people are eating. Look, I know your dog's clean, but leave the fucking dog at home. Like... Not everyone feels the way about your dog that you feel about. Your dog's, sir, dog's fucking cute, but this guy over here might be, like, fucking allergic to him, and he's just trying to enjoy a goddamn bagel. And then the owner would get shitty about it. He's like, please, uh, no dogs, no dogs. You take your dog outside, okay? And the person would be like, uh, this is a service dog, and my I love my boss. He go, I need to see the papers. He's this Polish guy. He's fucking, I need to see the papers, please. You go outside, you get the papers, you come back. I look at the papers... And then you can keep the dog inside. He, that's how he, he would explain everything very, like, that's how it's going to work. How it's going to work today is you go outside, get the papers. Maybe you have to go all the way home. And then you come back. I see the papers. You can keep the dog inside. Great guy. Great bagel shop. Great guy. <laughs> and uh, it worked. It really worked. Ask to see the papers. But that's the thing. These people can just go print up fucking... Uh, registermydog.com, right? And they pay 10 bucks. Now they get a piece of paper. And what the fuck's it even worth? Like what... If that... If it's anything besides a dog or a miniature horse, you know it's... Fuck! That's the thing... That's the takeaway from this article. 
All right, guys, that was a long news section. Section, thank you. Thank you very much. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Shit Salt. What's the worst part of owning a dog? The shit. Some dogs eat their shit, but not all of them. We are here to change that. I have three dogs. The Shih Tzu is nasty, and the Pomeranian is my princess. The Schnauzer, that's the one that shits all over the house. That had a major impact on my relationship with the dog. Then we got Shit Salt, and the results are awesome. He still shits everywhere, but now he eats them all. Now he's my favorite. He even has his own spot on the bed. Sprinkle shit salt on any existing dog dew in your yard, and our proprietary blend of exotic spices will make that dew virtually irresistible to your dog. Your yard stays clean, your dog stays full, and you save money on pet food. Try it free for 30 days, and at the end of your trial, if you miss scooping shit, we'll give your money back guaranteed. You can even keep that shit salt. Shit salt. Salt that shit. A Popco brand. My, my, my name is Craig, Craig. I have a list, list. This is my list, yeah. Craigslist, yeah. This is the Craigslist shtick. Now, continuing on with our psychic reading. Guys, I promise this is I, this has got to be the last week because these calls are still trickling in. Uh, and now I will make a disclaimer right now. I have not listened to, this is the first time I'm listening to any of these, so it might actually be people calling into the show to like say, hey, I listened to Road Soda, thanks a lot. I fucking doubt it. I 100% fucking doubt it, right? But I do know this, um, that these people are calling in because of the, again, I have to do this every single time, so we ha we make posts on Craigslist and people call in to the show. Now, anyone, anyone can call into the show if you're listening. It's 706-200-1213 and uh, leave a message. So we just want people to leave messages. The It's been that way for a month because the, uh, or, or this has been the post for the past month because Craigslist posts last for a month. Uh, but it goes like this. It goes, I've recently discovered after a near fatal car accident that I have an unusual psychic ability. I do not feel comfortable accepting monetary compensation for this gift, but I need to share it. Please call this number 706-200-1213 and leave a voicemail with a question you would like me to answer with my gift. Please no texts. I need to hear your voice for my gift to work. Now, of course, with this posting i put a picture of a nice lady who looks like she could be a psychic very nice lady looks like she could be a psychic lady right and she looks like some lady that would probably be into gems that's all i'm trying to say looks like a lady that would have a a salt lamp or two if you catch my drift looks like a lady who might be a real bendy doing a little yoga if you know what i mean anyway uh if you know the type of lady i'm talking about so then people called in Okay, and uh, these are the last, these have got to be the last of the Mohicans in here. These are the last calls. Uh, we got three, th one of them is, so one person left two call, two numbers. Now the number does look familiar. Let me scroll down real quick and see if we've ever seen this person call before. Uh, this person's never called before. Nope. All right, so this person's never called before. So let's rev it up right now. I'm turning this up and let us go. Here we go. It's got to load for a second. 
And they called twice. I, I wonder what's going to happen here. I just I was recording for a second. Uh, the actual thing started playing, and then I dropped the phone on the mic, so I I had to go back and start it again. All right, here we go. Now let's let's play it now. All right, so here we go. First call. Hi, um, I was calling. I saw your post on Craigslist. Um, I had a question. Um, uh, our, for our psychic reading. Yep. Um, it says that you need. I need to leave a voicemail with a question. Yes. Um, I have a situation with this guy. Um, that I was talking to for four years, and he started to suddenly be mean, and we. Um, and we were supposed to meet, but he, the, his approach, he was mean about it. So I told him no, and then he's been mad, and then we kept fighting and fighting and fighting and told him I didn't want to fight anymore. And then he was like, got more upset and was like, don't ever call me again forever. And I've been texting since Thanksgiving, and um, I haven't heard from him um, back. And I'm wondering when I will hear from him, because I know I will, but I just, I'm wondering when. And, um, and, and if, if he's going to be nice again, because he was nice for the, he was sweet for like the four years that we were talking. Um, uh, I'm sorry to hear about your um, car accident too. Um, and if you have, I guess this, can you call back? Um, 214 Now, Valerie's done this before. She gave us the entire spread. She knows that... Now, darling, you know I'm going to need a birthday, darling. You know I'm going to need the names, at least the first name, Wayne and Valerie. And I told... If this is not... I believe I told Valerie this last week. Or... This is the almost the identical call. I got to go back and check last week's episode. But if I'm not mistaken, uh, this is like this this is I think this is the same person just keeps calling that this guy's being mean I told you last week darling he's filled up with demons okay darling he's got a demon inside him and and you, you need to get away you need to get away from him darling I don't, I'm trying this Miss Cleo thing but I, I like what I'm doing uh he's filled with demons from that from the tip of his toes to the end of his nose it's nothing but a demon as far as I knows <laughs> all right I just made that up it was pretty good but really, though, if he told you to never talk to him again, uh, you've been talking for four years. You said, I'm never going to I never want to talk to you again. I've been texting him since Thanksgiving. I know he's going to message back. But when? Why does it matter? If you know he's going to message back, why do you need to know when? If you know at some point, if you keep berating him long enough, this is not healthy. I'll tell you that. If I could get a hold of Wayne's number, I'd tell him to run. Um, it's not healthy. You need to get away. Now, she did call back again. And um, actually, that what we just listened to was her second call. Was her second call. She called and then like 20, no, almost exactly 30 minutes later, she called at 9.37 p.m. And then all this is all the day after Thanksgiving. And then she called exactly a half hour after that. So let's see what the first call... I wish I would have noticed that. Let's see what the first call uh, in says. And if she... Maybe she just messed up and she wanted to call again. Hi. Um, this is the 
Facebook. It does. Facebook. It's faith. And I first want to say I'm sorry about your near fatal car accident. Yeah, well, now um, I got special I powers. Booyaka shot. I have a situation with a man um, named Wayne that I've been talking to, and my name is Nicole. Nope. And, um, You're lying, darling. <laughs> I've got something in me. Your name is Valerie, darling. That's what's going to throw the whole thing off. Okay, so right there. Obviously, she doesn't want to, like, you know, maybe she doesn't feel comfortable. I'm not blaming her for maybe giving him a separate name, but you're calling a psychic because a guy, you're with a guy for four years, all of a sudden he started being mean. Maybe because after four years he realized that, you know, he got a, he got, maybe he realized he's filled with demons, darling. He's filled with demons. I don't know. Maybe he realized after four years that you're a little, you're calling psychics and stuff and, you know, maybe he's not about that. I don't know. All I know is that he's filled up with demons. It would never be something so simple as you're a little off your rocker and, you know, he, he realized that he doesn't want to be around you and he wants to be with his family on Thanksgiving and realized that, you know, it's not so good. To, it's not, it's not... The best place in his life he's he's at when he's with you, and uh, you know he's gonna text you back. Actually, let's see what he, what what she keeps saying here. We've just been like fighting like really bad, and it's been very stressful. Um, and I've been very like upset. And we used to get along like for years, and we got along, and he was very sweet to me and everything for years. And then he just started being mean and out of nowhere, and he just doesn't care about anything and like. I feel like I don't even know him. Um, and I just want to know kind of like what you're picking up and what's going on. Just oh, yeah, this was the call from last week, darling. Darling, I'm telling you, he's a demon now. And you don't want to be with him because he's Beelzebub. That's, what he was, that's what's going on with him. You need to get out of there. Okay, so here's uh, Valerie or Nicole, whatever your name is. You can't. Lie to me, I'm psychic, darling. Okay? So here we go. Uh, now it says you received two new voicemail, voice messages for your ad. To access them, use 344-12009 heavy. Now, you know, somebody text, texted me that. And I'm assuming they're fishing or they're trying to fuck with me. But you can't fuck with me. Because I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Road soda. All right. There, this is the last message. Now, this will be the last message just about ever for our psychic Craigslist ad, okay? This will be just about the last one ever. And let's see how it goes. I have not listened to this. So, of course, it'll be um, when you guys listen to it. It'll be when I listen to it. Here we go. It's loading. One of these days, someone's going to come up to the car while I'm doing this. Hello, I just saw your ad on Craigslist for a free psychic psychic reading. And I just honestly was curious. Um, I've been thinking a lot about my love life lately. And I wanted to know if you had any insight. Um, So yeah, I'm... I'm sorry to hear about your accident, and I hope that you are fully recovered now. Um, and that this reaches you all. Um, 
so yeah um hope to hear back from you soon and uh thank you for offering your services have a nice night now these people are so kind they're so kind to this poor sorry faith who who had a near fatal car accident I'm sorry you had a near-fatal car accident that gave you that gift. Um, yeah, I'm totally here to to capitalize on that gift. I'm sorry it happened, but not really, because if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be able to get this psychic reading from you. So I'll take that free psychic reading now. <laughs> Actually, these people are, of course, they're, they're going to be nice, but I think it's funny that the, the accident is tied to the reason I have this gift, and they're still like, yeah, but about that gift... Uh, can you help me? What about my love life? I've been thinking about it. Uh, do you have any insight on that? Be a little more... And it's a little too, uh, specific for me, honey. I don't, you know, I can't answer such a specific question. Have a couple words on your love life. How about, let's see, I can assume it's not going well. I can assume, honey, darling, that you don't have any men in your life because you're up late at night calling, uh, you know... These, these psychics that have almost killed themselves, uh, are almost dead in car accidents, have special special powers now, okay? Darling, the right man is gonna come into your life before you know it. He's gonna... This is not Miss Cleo. It's just a fucking Irish accent. Before you fucking know it, he's gonna come into your life and and uh, it, it's, when you, it's when you least expect it. Now, it's gonna be before March. Okay, I'm going to leave you with that. This message will get to you. I'm not going to call you, but I'm going to let you know. It's going to happen to you before March. It's not going to be. But first, before this is going to happen, you got to get outside your comfort zone. What you're doing in life right now, honey, is you're waking up, you're going to school, you're going to work, you're coming home. Okay, because I can tell you're a student and that's what you're fucking doing. I need you to do something for this to work. You got to join a fucking club. You know that that book that you've been writing? You know how you have a, a couple of chapters of your fucking... You need to join a writing group, darling. Join a fucking writing group and start reading that out loud to other people and get around other people in your writing group. And this shit's going to happen to you before March. That is straight from the psychic's heart. I could be a psychic. And when I say I can be, I am. I am a psychic. Any Whoever's on the show at this moment. Now, guys... Uh, I want to have a Christmas, Christmassy holiday theme for our next Craigslist ad, and uh, we'll run it till the end of uh, the end of the year. It's oh my god, it's almost 2020. We fucking road sodaed all through 2019. You're probably fucking blitzed. Thank you for listening to the Craigslist section, and um, you know. And now another word from our sponsors. Hey, Dave. Can I talk to you for a minute? What's going on? I was driving to work and I hit a bum. He's dead. I panicked and I put him in the trunk of my car. Now I don't know what to do. That's a no-brainer. Just check into a Motel 9. How is staying in a motel gonna help me? It's not just a motel. It's a Motel 9. You know, they'll close the blinds for you. At Motel 9, discretion is our obsession. With unstable floors and soundproof walls, no one hears a thing. And none of the staff speaks a lick of English. 
and our unique wide pipe plumbing can handle 10 pound load flushes. You can make anything disappear 10 easy pounds at a time, like your neighbor's Shih Tzu or a stripper. At Motel 9, you can rest easy. We'll close the blinds for you. Hey, Bill, uh, can I show you something in my trunk? Hourly and nightly rates starting at $25. Millennial Book Club. Millennial Book Club. Marlboro Barber Chop. That's right, everybody. The new move that's all the... It's the new dance move all the kids are doing. The Marlboro Barber Chop. It's where you take out... You, you, you light a cigarette, and then you karate chop your hands real quick. These kids these days with these new dance moves. This is the Millennial Book Club... Woolon! I almost—I I just uh, I burped and and then uh, threw up a little bit in my mouth. Now, if that disgusts you, well, I do apologize. This is the Millennial Book Club segment, where we're not reading any books. We're just fucking watching Netflix. Again, I don't know what. I'm always trying to do that accent. I don't even. I'm just fucking watching. What? What? That? Whatever. I'll give it up. I'm sorry. One of these days, guys. One of these days. We watch only Netflix originals. None of this Friends and that kind of shit. Netflix originals, we watch them, give you the true essence, the true uh, uh, review. But it's a book club, which means you guys watch them too, and then we're supposed to be discussing. So if you would like to send your reviews to roadsodamail at gmail.com, you could be a part of the conversation. That would be fucking awesome. If only somebody would do that. Also, we've had people do it in the past. Uh, but you know what? We have... That's, you know, whatever, man. As long as you guys are listening, that's what is good and groovy. But one of these days, it's going to be all the rage. People are going to want to be a part of this. All right? Because it's a community. A fun community. Okay? We're having fun. Now, this week's Millennial Book Club assignment was living with yourself starring Paul Rudd. Now, we were actually going to do this Millennial Book Club segment two, I think it was actually three weeks ago. Patrick and I did a segment and in that segment, uh, we did a millennial, we did an episode together and there was a Millennial Book Club segment in there. It was the one with, um, it was breakfast, lunch, and dinner with a uh, you know, the, another travel eat em up show. Travel, it's like those beat em up movies. Travel eat em up show. And I chose, we ch or we chose to watch Living With Yourself uh, for that next one. But because that entire segment got saved over and disappeared into the ether, when it came time to record it again next week, we ended up choosing Dolomite Is My Name, which was fucking awesome. I loved that movie. Now, that was a must-watch. It was go out and watch it or else, if I remember correctly, which I always do. This episode is, or, or this segment was living with yourself. And when we did that, when we did the, the Paul Rudd, I told him a story about how I used to work, I used to work at the airport in uh, New York City. I used to work at LaGuardia Airport in 
the Maple Lounge. So the Maple Lounge was, they have Air Canada, which is a Canadian Airlines, and I worked in the first class lounge for, I farted, I wonder if you guys can hear it, for Air Canada, right? It was pretty cool, so people are flying internationally into uh, wherever Air Canada goes. You know, you show up to the airport early, or maybe your flight is, has, is laid over or something like that. You need a place to hang out. You had access to the lounge, 100% free drinks. As there was just open bar, 100%. Whatever we had, if you once you were in there, you could just drink as much of it as you like. And there was like some foods. My favorite part about that was that the none of the liquor was invoiced at all. So it was just we'd get liquor in there, and then they would go, "Are we out? We go, we out," because there was no way they weren't ringing it up. There wasn't like a okay, this much has been given. It was just all fucking open. So if I was going over to a friend's house and I wanted to bring liquor, I'd be like, I'll take a bottle of Johnny Walker with me. Fuck it. <laughs> How are they going to fucking know? Well, a lot of people drank the Johnny Walker that night. It was... Anyway, I met a guy there and he looked just like Paul Rudd. Uh, and I told him, I was like, hey man, has anyone ever told you, you look like Paul Rudd? And he goes, yeah. Actually, people call me Tall Rudd. And we went through this entire conversation with... I uh, went through this whole conversation with uh, uh, Patrick, and Patrick was like, oh, fuck that guy. Nobody calls him Tall Rudd. Anyway, so every time I say Paul Rudd, I want to uh, I wanna say uh, Tall Rudd, but that's who stars in this is Paul Rudd, who I didn't know how short Paul Rudd actually was, and you can't tell unless you watch Bumping Mics because then you see him compared comparatively against other like people on stage where if somebody here's here's something I'm sure a lot of people know but if a, an actor is shorter which I mean there's obviously reasons why tall actors get the leads is because they want them to be tall commanding confident people but let's say they do hire somebody who fits the parameters for the roles a really good actor but they happen to be a little shorter you know like five six five seven dare I say five eight. Somebody like uh, Tom Cruise. The entire time they're shooting the movie, they're hyper-focused on every single angle and how it compares, how that person is compared to other people. And they're constantly, like, compensating for it. The only thing you can do to, to figure out tells is, like, if they're standing in a doorway, you might be able to measure their head to, like, the the uh, the hinges on the door, you know, be like, oh well, if I'm standing in the doorway, my head is at this place in the hinges, and this guy's head is uh, looks like he can open the door, put his mouth around the doorknob and open it. So he's looking a little short. Anyway, uh, yeah, Paul Rudd saw he they invited him on stage and bumping mics. Go watch, must watch. That was a must watch Millennial Book Club segment, sir. So please, sir, go back and watch that. Paul Rudd gets on stage. You see, just uh, nothing against him. I just didn't know. I didn't know he's actually, he's a he's a um, not super not super short, but um, you know smaller than I expected is is just all I had to say. Anyway, he's in this movie, and now this is the this is the um, what is this? I think this is the the Google users. I wonder where they actually pulled this 
little synopsis for the movie from. I don't know if they pull it from IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, but it got almost an identical sto- score on either one, on IMDb or on Rotten Tomatoes, both at, one's at 79% and the other one's at 7.3. Now, as far as my rating, I believe it was at 91% match, so it's pretty high. Uh, what was your match? Why don't you go ahead and call in to the show, leave a voicemail, and tell us what your match was for living with yourself on Netflix. You can call us now at 706-200-1213. Again, that's 706-200-1213. And tell us what your match was. Tell me, how did you match up to living with yourself? Anyway, uh, and it says, A man who is burned out on life and love undergoes a mysterious treatment only to discover he has been replaced by a better version of himself. Now, that does kind of give it away. Um, it's not really a tell. It's not, I'm not, I don't want to say a tell. It's not really a spoiler because it's kind of like, it's not a spoiler if it's revealed in the first episode. If it's revealed, because this is a TV show, each one of the episodes is about 25 minutes long, as far as I can tell. Uh, right up front, I only watched one episode. The second episode started playing. I made it 11 uh, minutes in. I had to stop because of uh, just being busy with other things, not because I didn't want to watch it. It's, from so far what I've watched, it's really fucking good. It's very intriguing. It's well shot. It's, they're not, nothing about it is groundbreaking. You're not like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like this in my life. It's just fucking solid. It's solid all the way around. The story is solid. The acting is solid. The the cinematography, solid. Everything about it is just like, wow, they did a very decent job. Um, and now, so the only thing is, how does that, so the only thing that makes something like that better or make it makes it stand out is if it starts to connect to your life. How does it connect to your life, right? And obviously, everyone can connect with uh, a guy who's working this job, and he's really just, you know, it's just kind of not satisfying anymore. It's uh, not that it's not, or not satisfying, but it's like you expect more from your life, and here you are, you're stuck doing this job, and you're, you know, you kind of like it, you can find out ways to be good, but it's not what you wanted to do, and it's, you know, uh, your your wife is wanting you to have kids, and you're just like, stuff, that's what's happening in the movie, uh, or the movie, I should say, in the the show, uh, it looks like he works at some kind of marketing job. It seems it's like the most common thing, uh, like position that is held in in so many movies and stuff. He work, he's like a mark, a, a sales marketing something, right? And he's got this project that he's trying to pull together. Uh, but you see, he's just like fucking. He's over it. Um, it, it, he, he just doesn't have the motivation to do it and he, uh, uh, to do the job. It starts out, he, he has a, a meeting and, and he gets up to present in the meeting and instead of presenting, he just goes, can I get two more days? And then his friend goes up and he goes to present, uh, and he makes everyone put on Oculus Rift glasses to present his presentation and it's very blatantly is like Oculus Rift. It's like right on the side, which is kind of interesting. Very interesting um, uh, 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 sponsor. I guess anything will sponsor. Like if you call up Oculus Rift and we're like, hey, 
uh, we need a bunch of Oculus Rifts, and we're gonna spawn. Uh, uh, we'll we'll give you four minutes of airtime total throughout the entire series. Uh, can we use them? Just like because you know you wrote it into the script. Why not? Fuck it, right? Anyway, it was. Uh, uh, so yeah, his friend goes up there and he, his friend kills it and he's like, what the fuck? Next scene, he's at a, and I, I can almost go play by play for this entire, uh, episode because it's only 25 minutes long. So the next scene you see him, he's in a, um, they're at like some kind of bar, like celebrating. It seems like maybe some kind of work thing. There's some other work people around and Paul Rudge just like, he, I love the way they make him look. He's like unshaven. His eyes are all baggy. The typical, like, fuck you, right? His hair's kind of flat. And, and then his uh, uh, friend comes over and he just goes, what the fuck is going on with you, man? You used to hide behind interns and now you're you or whatever. I think he said, I don't remember exactly what he says. And his friend's like, you know what? My secret is I went to this spa and this spa just fucking did it for me, man. And he tells him, he's like, well, what do you, you know, what spa? And he's like, look, you, you can go do this spa. Ever since I, he's like, ever since I've done it. Now I just, like, look at people and I go, you and me are going to be friends, right? Which is a weird line. Very strange line. I think that line will play out more. Uh, I just farted again. I wonder if you guys can hear it. Um, I think that line will play out more as the series goes on. It'll make more sense. He does bring it back a little bit later and says that line uh, within the first episode. But I just, I feel like it's got a little more weight to it than... It doesn't, it just doesn't seem, the thing is when it comes to like film and stuff, it's don't mention it unless it has a purpose, like don't even bring it up. So a lot of times if you hear something, it's going to tie in somewhere else or they really wouldn't be even talk. Why would you even talk about it if it's not going to play some kind of role? Right. Anyway, he finally, this is, it's really good. Like, I just want to tell you guys, um, it, it felt a lot like maniac and I love that the description on Netflix was like, it didn't tell you what it was about. It was just like with, with something of, of, it was like with whiffs of Kaufman or something like that. I'm actually trying to pull it up right now. Either way, his friend tells him that his, uh, uh, the spa is like invite only. He's like, you have to be recommended by another customer and uh, I get 10% off if you go in there and he goes home and it's just like, you know, one thing after another keeps coming that's that keeps happening to him. Like, you know, with his, like getting upset with his wife and all these little things that are just pushing him and nudging him towards, fuck it, I'm going to go to this fucking spa, right? And he looks up online. Uh, no, he, he takes the card. And it's called like the happy, super happy or like mega happy. Uh, I think it's best happy spa or something like that. Really stupid name. And... He calls them and and uh, uh, an Asian guy picks up the phone. And he just goes, the corner of, of uh, such and such and such and such, a $50,000 click hangs up. That's it. That's all he says. And of course, Paul Rudd goes and he looks into his savings and he's got sorry, $49,992. So he's $8 short. And then the next scene you see him driving down the highway with... Uh, stacks of 100s all rolled up sitting on the seat next to him so which is like that's a lot of fucking dough like what kind of spa experience is this guy about to shell out that much money for right 
And you'd obviously know that he is kind of thinking that same thing, like, holy shit, what am I, what am I about to get into? Is this, why am I, I'm about to spend so much money on it. So this is what the, um, this is, I was a 97% match, sorry, with living with yourself. But this is what it says. This is the, this is the little synopsis from Netflix. Starring Paul Rudd and directed by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris of Little Miss Sunshine. Fame, uh, Valerie Ferris of Little Miss Sunshine fame. This comedic series has echoes of Charlie Kaufman. What a way to explain shit. That's like how they're explaining things now. It's really fucking weird. Anyway, so... Uh, this is great because you're thinking in, in the show at this point, you're thinking like, why is he about to shell out that much money? That is out. That's a lot of fucking money for a goddamn spa. Right. And then he pulls up to a, uh, he pulls up to the place and it's like this small little strip mall, like super happy spa, right? Like this, this shit little spa. And he's got this look on his face. And I think he says his friend's name, like, oh, like I, it's like Dave or something. He's like, fucking Dave. Are you fucking joking me? This place. And he's parked right out front and he's looking at it. There's no cars. And he's like, what the fuck is this bullshit? And as he's sitting there, the door opens up and out comes fucking Brett Favre as Brett Favre. <laughs> he's looking at him and he's like, what the fuck? And he's got his window rolled down. Uh, Paul Rudd's got his window rolled down. And, and, and Brett's walking by the car. And he looks at him. He goes, is this your first time? And he goes, yeah. Uh, Paul goes, yeah. What about you? And Brett goes, uh, this is number six. He's been there six times. And he just got this like smile on his face. He looks elated. He's like, I can't. Woo. And he gets in his car and he leaves. So obviously right there, at that point, Paul Rudd's like, okay. Well, that, that if you, you what it couldn't. The universe couldn't have given him a better testimonial at that point than like somebody like that coming out. And uh, it's, it's, you know, it's funny. He goes inside. He's like, was that Brett Favre who just came out? He's like, sorry, uh, patient confidentiality. Anyway, this isn't really giving away the whole thing. But if you're listening to me rant about it as uh, um, and you haven't watched it, you see in the very the very first scene of the entire show is him is Paul. Uh, they're in the middle, it's in the middle of like the woods and he comes out of, he leans up out of a shallow grave, which is outstandingly shallow grave, by the way, there's like mulch on him and it's like a few inches deep and he's like in a, um, a bag, right? Like, a he's in like one of those, uh, boil, boil in the bag bags, you know, where like you put all your, your fucking meat in the, in the bag and then you put it in the oven and you bake and boil or whatever. He's in one of those and he like pulls himself out and, so obviously if that's your first scene and then he's going to this place and they put him under, right? And uh, as they're putting him under, the little uh, the tank, like the nitrous tank isn't really working and the two guys working there start arguing at each other. And then he dozes off and he wakes up. So now when he wakes up, he's in, he was he just wakes up. Like they went and buried him. And he's in his underwear, he's in a diaper and he runs out and he leaves uh, sorry, he gets up out of the ground and he runs home and he, it takes him about six hours to make it home. Uh, it's like really late to middle of the night. He goes inside and he hears his wife upstairs with somebody else and he's like, what the fuck? Right. And so, um, somebody comes down the stairs and they get into a little altercation and it turns out it's bum, 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 
Paul Rudd fighting Paul Rudd. So now you kind of get a sense of what's going on. Uh, they both freak out. They're like, what the fuck? They, they kind of slowly walk into the garage. They're like, who are you? What happened? He's like, I went to the spa. I passed out. I woke up in a grave. He's like, I woke up. I went to the spa. I woke up. I went to work. And then they were both like, the spa. And then the two of them both together go down to the place, uh, to Happy Spa. And the Happy Spa are like, oh, what the fuck? Uh, this isn't supposed to happen. Well, um, you're a clone. So what they did was they cloned him. And uh, so the, the episode pretty much ends there. And the second, episode's begin- second episode begins with the cloned Paul Rudd waking up in the, um, waking up in the, uh, 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 in the spa, right? And he wakes up in the spa. And so then you see his little point of view, like where he goes home. Everything's so fucking great for him. So it's really interesting. I'm really interesting, interested to see where it goes from here. Like, first of all, why is the cloned version so much better than the old version? Like, why is he um, happier? Like, obviously, there don't go... It's The cloning isn't... The story isn't based around the cloning, if that makes sense. So if it was based around the cloning, they would have to explain the cloning. Like, why is his memories in Paul... Like, why do his memories transfer? All that kind of stuff, which they do mention it, but they don't dwell on it. Because that's not... It's a plot device. It's not the like the thing. It's just like a they get cloned. Like that's whereas a lot of movies that would be like or a lot of shows that would be what it's about. Like this cloning thing, where it's really not. He's cloned, and then it's like, what kind of crazy kerfuffles do we get into because he was cloned? And that's the feeling I'm getting from it. And so it it seems very fun. It's funny. It has it's 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 very humorous. It's very well written. Um, I'm very happy with watching it, and I I probably will watch the rest of it because I think it's really good. And I think you guys should watch it too. I would definitely put it up there at must watch. So we have three levels that we rank in the Millennial Book Club. It's must watch. It's, uh, watch it if it's there. That means if your friends are like, hey, you want to watch this? Be like, sure, I'll fucking watch it. And then there's Go Ride a Bike. It's like literally just do anything else. So I would put this one up at uh, must watch. It was really good. And now we choose next week. Guys, next week's show or next week's, um, uh, Netflix original series that we are watching it is a series that we are watching for the millennial book club the mbc is daybreak matthew broderick stars in this genre smashing fourth wall breaking action comedy that's a bit like ferris bueller's ferris bueller ferris bueller goes to zombie land again the way that they're giving me synopsis and i guess that's the best way to do it they get the best response if they're like it's like this show if it met that show. That's honestly, how do you how do you explain things to your friends? Like you don't give them a a, a a rundown. But anyway, that's the show. It looks really really interesting. Breaking the fourth wall is all the fucking rage. You know, uh, Deadpool fucking crushed it, and they were like, "Well, fucking Deadpool's doing it. We gotta that shit. We gotta do that shit." Which that's what happens. It's only a matter of time before Netflix has its own. Um, you know what's it called? Uh, Game of Thrones, that's going to be like, it's not going to be just like Game of Thrones, though. it's going to be more like all mashed up with something else. But you know what? 
I'm fucking digging it, dude. It's good, entertaining television. Guys, if you want to write in with your reviews, either about your li- uh, living with yourself or about Daybreak or about one that we watched forever ago, or if you want to suggest a Netflix original for us to watch, fucking that would be great. You can do that by emailing roadsodamail at gmail.com and give us a, your, your reviews or your suggestions, whatever you want to do, or you can call us 706-200-1213. And we love to hear from you. We love when you're a part of the show. Thank you for this Millennial Book Club. A segmenta! Everybody knows the old saying, the old saying that once it, once it comes, it's gone, and it goes forever. Is that the saying? I don't know, I just kind of put those words together. Guys, that was it. That's a whole episode. I mean, if you've done it once, you've done it, you've done it 119 times. Now, I don't know exactly what the episode count is for you guys, but it's jumped around a bunch. The actual episode count is this is episode 119, okay? So whatever it's saying, I think it says like 186. There's a reason for that. I'll explain it at another time. Um, we, yeah, whatever. It's, thank you guys for listening to the show. What did you, what did you learn today? Let's see, what did we learn? We learned that um, if somebody is going to combine animals, it's probably China. Uh, we also learned that... And you know what's funny is I didn't mention this in the in the Millennium Book Club segment. Uh, I don't know if this is racist or not, but the guys in Living with Yourself, when he goes to the Happy Spa that clone him, they're um, they're Chinese, or at least they. I don't know. I can't. Is it racist to me for me to call them just Chinese? I'm pretty sure they're Chinese. I don't think they're like Vietnamese. And I don't think they would do that, um, make them Vietnamese. I think they would make them Chinese or Russian. You know, they could have been Russian and then not been like, oh, this is racist. I don't know. I don't think it's racist. Maybe, am I making it racist? Anyway, uh, (laughs) guys, you can, how about you call into the show and you let us tell me what you learned. What did you learn today? And also, as of like this next episode, this, this should be hopefully the last episode for a very long time that's solo um that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping that this is the last episode for quite some time that's solo because i know you listen to a podcast you don't just want to hear isaiah cooper ranting for an hour and a half and if you do that's fucking awesome and I, i i hope that i'm energetic enough and entertaining enough to carry the podcast for the hour and 50 minutes or i don't think it's an hour and 50 minutes i think this one's like an almost an hour exactly but if you do, that's fucking awesome. But I know it's always better when I have somebody else here, especially Patrick and Justin, and um, you know we have our old, our old time friend Greg, and uh, maybe we'll see Greg back. And maybe what we're gonna do, I'm I'm thinking about it, almost not a restructure of the show, but just how the guests are operated and how uh, co-hosts are operated. I think that's gonna be something that's really fun in the future. So. Guys, we're rolling into the new year. I, we have a few more episodes before 2020, and um, I hope we're all doing well. But you know, let's 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 end let's end this decade with a fucking bang. 
Let's send this. Let's do our best at the re the rest of this decade and see what we can get out of the 20s. All right, guys, we're going into the 20s. You never thought it would happen to you, but you lived. You're gonna live in the 20s. All right. The roaring 20s are coming up, and I want you guys to do your best. Okay. And in order to do that, you're gonna have to go to bed early. That's just the only way to do it. You gotta go to bed early. Fuck what all these people are saying. Where you you stand up late all nah. Fuck it. Do your best. Your best is gonna come out when you're fully rested. Okay. Now, you guys have a beautiful week. We'll catch you next week.